This is Michelle. I'm Maddie. And this is Unsolved South. Um, the last episode, towards the end, we touched on domestic violence a lot. and It was kind of a spur-of-the-moment conversation. And so, I think we just honestly want to make sure that we do the subject justice, just in case somebody's listening and they're in a bad situation, they don't know what to do, or if they're even questioning if they're actually being abused. So that's what this is, just a kind of shorter, trying to tidy everything up because we didn't really have it together because it wasn't a conversation we were prepared for on the last episode. So here goes. Abuse is a lot of things. It's not always a slap or a punch. Sometimes it's somebody grabbing you and shoving you out of a room. Sometimes it's cutting you off from your friends and family or controlling all the money so that you feel like you have no options to get out. Abuse is trying to scare you or intimidate you into doing something that they want you to do or into staying with them. So for example, they will say that they'll make sure you lose your job or that you'll lose your house or kids. They'll threaten to hurt themselves. Whatever it takes to conjole you into staying with them or into doing whatever it is they want you to do. Abuse is them calling you names, making you doubt yourself, attacking your looks or your intelligence, even if they disguise it as a joke. Or if they use a derogatory pet name like my little cute dummy or something like that. If it bothers you and you have asked them to stop and they won't, it's a red flag. And if it doesn't bother you because it's just the type of relationship you have where you both jokingly call each other names with complete love and respect, you know I'm not talking about you. That 100% can be a a valid relationship dynamic as long as both partners are good with it. And I truly believe that deep down, you know if something is said in love as a joke or if it's being said with disguised malice. Abuse is throwing past mistakes up in your face every time they get angry. There's a difference between someone being hurt by your actions and working through that and someone weaponizing your mistakes to keep you in their debt. And just an FYI, no matter what mistakes you've made in the past, it does not make you a bad person. Even if you feel like it does, it doesn't. You're not a bad person because you made mistakes. We're all human. So you have to forgive yourself. And if the person you're trying to work it out with can't forgive you, then it may just not be a relationship that's going to work, even if it's not an abusive relationship. If somebody needs to know where you are at all times, they're constantly calling, constantly texting, that's a red flag. If someone is constantly accusing you of cheating every time you're out of their sight, red flag. And these are by far not the only red flags or the only things that are classified as abuse, but it's just something to look at and see if maybe you're having doubts, this is something to look at in your relationship. And if you are having doubts, like we said in the last show, 
take a step back. Put your sister, your brother, your best friend in your part of this and ask yourself if you would be happy with them being treated the same way you're being treated. Ask yourself, is this the relationship you want your kids to model if you have kids? Is this the relationship you want to see them in when they're grown? Because they are watching you and they are seeing more than you think they see. And it affects them more than you have a clue. So if it's not what you want to model for them, it may be time to make a change. Okay, so then how do you get out? Okay, so these are a few ideas and you need to do what makes you feel safe in your situation so you're not raising too much suspicion. So if if one of these feels like, no, this is unsafe, I cannot do this, then do not do it. You are in your situation and you have to do what makes you feel safe. So these are just a few ideas to kind of get yourself ready after you make a plan or when you start making your plan. You need to look at your finances. You need to see if you can squirrel away any money that won't be missed. You need to gather your bank account information and your credit card information, account numbers, phone numbers, um, balances. Screenshots will work for this so that you don't alert your abuser by um, printing this out or gathering it if they keep it in a specific spot. But you need to, if you file for divorce, you need to be able to prove, look, we had $10,000 in the bank and now all of a sudden it's zero. That will be helpful to your lawyer later. You need to gather your birth certificates for you and your kids, your social security cards, your IDs, passports. Passports will be good because the abuser will not be able to take your kids and leave the country without them. If you are going to need to file for new credit cards or anything like that, you're going to need these numbers. You're going to need this birth certificate, whatever you do. These are going to be important. Your marriage license, just in case you have to prove that y'all were in fact married um, in any of this, getting new stuff, or if they try to say, you know, oh, they stole this or they stole that, you can come up with your marriage license and say, oh no, we're married, it's mine. Your car title and registration, same thing, so that they can't report your car stolen and you have no way to prove it's yours. Your mortgage or deed or lease information for your house, so they cannot lock the doors and not let you back in you can call the police and say, look, my name is on this mortgage. My name is on this lease. And they will not be able to lock you out and not let you get your stuff. Now is the time to reach out to your loved ones. And even if it's been years since you talked to them, even if, if they've been out of touch, you know, because this person cut you off from them or y'all were fighting about this person, whatever the case may be, the chances are that they are highly concerned for you and have been this entire time. They're probably sitting there just waiting on you to ask them for help. They've just been waiting to help you this entire time. So give them a chance. Reach out to them. If they won't help, no harm, no foul. You're not out anything because you already didn't think they were going to help you. So 
but the chances are they want to help you and they're just waiting on you because you've got to be the one to make this move. You need to collect any evidence of the abuse. That's pictures of bruises. That's anytime an incident happens, even if it's kind of on the small side, but it is, you know, a thing. Write down what it is. Text it to yourself. Text it to a friend. Put the date, the time, exactly what happened, exactly who was there, who was involved, who witnessed, everything. You could screenshot your text messages. You can also send any of the videos that you may have taken as evidence and create a whole um, email address that's secret that you can send all this stuff to that you have it in one place that you know, your partner doesn't have access to. Create right. an email address specifically for this. Right. One that they do not know about at all. Um, including that voicemail threats they may have sent. If they've called you 30 times today, screenshot those incoming calls and send it. Any of this, any, any like she said, rude text, anything that documents that they may be a touch unhinged, that needs to go to that email address that you've created for yourself. And also, you may want to consider sending this stuff to a trusted friend so that someone else has a copy, you know, just in case for some reason you can't get into your stuff. This person may be tracking your computer access. They could have your passwords and you may not even know it. So having somebody else to have this information would also be helpful. Make sure if you're doing these things, you try to do it from a device that you know they don't have access to, whether that be your best friend's phone or work computer, whatever. Just something that- the library. The library is a good spot, internet cafe, whatever. Um, just some way that you know for sure they're not tracking because at your home computer, they very well could be monitoring. You can erase your history, but it's not ever really gone. So just as an extra precaution. Also keep in mind that they could have put a tracker on your car. And if you're going to look for it, it's usually in an easy to reach spot somewhere along the tire well or the bumper. Those are really good spots because they're not usually going to want to get up under. If you do look up under, the undercarriage of the car is usually pretty dirty. Look for a spot that's cleaner than the rest of it because that spot was deserved, disturbed recently. Check under the hood, see if there's any wires or anything you don't recognize. Anything running to the battery terminal, other than the battery cables, may raise a red flag. Um, it could also be an aftermarket accessory, um, lights or something like that if you have those on your car. Don't disconnect anything if you don't recognize what it is but you can take it to somebody, you know, a brother, a mechanic, whatever. Even just... the police station can check for a tracking device. Exactly. Um, and don't forget to check the interior of the car. Right up under the steering column is usually a port. It mm -hmm. can be plugged in there. Um, behind the cigarette lighters, there's also access to electricity. 
that they can plug it into or if it's just like one of those air tags it could just be stuck somewhere in your car yeah if it is an air tag if you have an apple phone they will alert you and let you know if you have been traveling with an unknown air tag so that's handy information just in any circumstance. Yeah. Um, if somebody slips an air tag on you, your phone will alert you and let you know, hey, this air tag's been with you for a while and it's not ever been attached to your phone. You just need to make sure that those alerts are on in your phone settings. Now, if you have an Android phone, they have a um app that um iPhone put out actually for Android users to be able to track AirTags. So it's called Tracker Detector, Tracker Detector. And you can go download download that and use your Android phone to check for trackers also. So in any case, that's all useful information. Because, I mean, you travel on alone, you're at the airport, somebody could slip something into your bag or whatever, you'd never know it. They follow you to the hotel and kidnap you and murder you, you never know. So, in any case, that's good to help. Do not remove any trackers that you find until you are ready to go. You do not want to do anything to alert this person that you are on to them. It could get dangerous. So just go about your life. Just leave the tracker on there. Do what you need to do. If you need to do something that is, um, say you're going to visit with a lawyer, you don't want them to know. You know they've got this tracker. You suspect they've got a tracker. Drive to work like you always do. Get somebody to pick you up there. Leave your car in the parking lot. So if they look, your car is where it's supposed to be and you are, have another ride to wherever you're going. But do not remove that tracker until you are ready to leave. So it's important to make sure you act like everything is normal so you don't throw up any suspicion because the most dangerous time for anybody, especially women, leaving a situation is when they're leaving. I mean, it, it seems counterintuitive because if somebody's beating you or whatever that seems like that would be the most dangerous part but when this person realizes that you were on the way out and they do not have control anymore there is no telling what they will do you need to have a bag ready for you and your kids a go bag with any essentials you need in it in case you have to leave in a hurry extra medications clothes uh copy of your kid's favorite stuffed animal, anything that you are going to need if you have to leave immediately needs to be in a bag hidden somewhere where you can access it. Somewhere where they cannot find it, but somewhere where you have access. Make a plan for your pets if you can. If you're planning ahead of time to leave, Maybe you send your dog to be boarded or something, say they're at the groomer. Maybe, you know, they don't like your animal. You say, well, I'm going to get rid of this dog, and you take it to a family member or something. Try not to leave your pets there if you can help it. If your life depends on it, you got to do what you got to do. But if you can ahead of time make a plan for your pets, if you already know this is the week I'm going to do this, 
trying to make a plan. I mean, they kind of depend on us for protection, too. Yeah. And you never know what somebody's going to do. And you can't assume that you know what this person is capable of, regardless of how long you've been with them, regardless of how much you still love them. You do not know what they are capable of, and you cannot just assume that it's other people's spouses that are a threat. Yours is just a little angry. He just has some anger issues. And he wouldn't really do anything. You cannot believe like that because, honestly, you would not five years ago, ten years ago, however long ago when you first got together, you would not have believed they were capable of the things they are doing now Mm -hmm. to make you feel like you need to escape. So you do not know what they are capable of. Do not fool yourself into thinking that you do. The truth is, and I hate to put it this way, but the graveyard is full of people that felt like this person wasn't really a threat. Mm -hmm. It's full of people. We tell stories all the time about people that felt like they knew this person and did not really think this person was a threat. It is not a mistake you need to make. If you are wrong, then that's great. You're just extra protected. Mm-hmm. But if you are right, you and your kids are alive. So do not underestimate them. And I know this is easier said than done, but when you leave, stay left. Yes. Do not go back. Do not go back. You did the hard part. You got a plan, you got your stuff, you got ready. If you think that regardless of what this person is telling you, regardless of how many gifts, flowers, phone calls, this person makes to tell you they are sorry. If you think when you go back to that house, it will not be 10 times worse than it was when you felt like you needed to leave the last time, you were dead wrong. You were dead wrong. It is going to be worse It is going to be more dangerous. And you've already done the hard part. You've already done the part that was the most dangerous. You've already got yourself out of this situation. So don't put yourself back in. Don't let anybody convince you that you can't make it on your own or that you're not strong enough to do this or that you have nobody else. Do not let anybody convince you of this because the fact that you got out proves that you are strong, you are capable, and you are intelligent. Just the simple fact that you left proves all that about yourself. You can do this. You've already done this. You have people, even if you don't know you have people. If you want to send me a message, you can send me a message on Messenger. Michelle Gowan, G-O-W-E-N. Send it to me. I check my messages daily. I check my message requests daily. I will do whatever it takes to help you get out and stay out. You have people that are willing to help you even if you don't know that you have them. Nobody wants to see anybody in a position where they are not happy. And you deserve to be safe and healthy and in a a relationship, in a life that makes you feel safe and comfortable. 
you do not have to put up with being with somebody. It doesn't matter what they tell you. It's all lies. It's all lies made to control you. The fact that you made a plan, the fact that you got yourself out proves you are capable. So stay out. Do not fall back into that trap. I debated if I should say this, but I'm going to say it because that's who I am. On a personal note, if you are not morally opposed to gun ownership, if you get out, it may be a good time to go to the go to the shooting range, get some lessons, get comfortable, work on your aim. Even if you decide not to buy a gun, even if you decide, hey, this is not for you, just knowing how to do it will give you confidence. And it will give you the added protection of if this man or woman walks into your house with a gun and they lay it down, you're going to feel comfortable enough to pick up that gun and know you know what to do with it. Do not get a gun if you are not willing to use it, though, because this person does not need another weapon to use against you. If you do not 100% know you are willing to use it to save yourself or your kids, don't get it. But if you are, even just the confidence that it may give you to know how to use it just in case you ever need to, it may be worth looking into. And if you go and it's not for you, then it's not. And, and not everything is. And you've got other options. You've got mace. I saw a TikTok the other day where they said one of the best things you can use for home defense is actually wasp spray. It's more dangerous than mace, and it shoots like 20 foot. You don't yeah. even have to let them get near you. The instant they darken your doorway, you just spray them all in the face and run, call 911. So, I mean, you have other options. That's just personally raised in the South. That's how I feel. But it's not for everybody, and I get that. But, you know, it may be worth looking into. It may give you the confidence. It may give you some comfort. And I don't know, it may give you some safety. So there's that. Another thing I want to add is to go ahead and get an if I go missing folder. Um, Crime Junkie is another podcast. They're really good. Um, but they have a free template that you can use to fill out all this information. You just print it out and you plug in your information. It's 53 pages long. Um, but it has stuff like your birthday, um, where you've hung out, your physical appearance, your fingerprints, your medical information, your modes of transportation you usually take, your relationships, your passwords, your everything that you can think of, your typical work day, frequently visited locations, your financial in information, social media passwords, your previous addresses, you put pictures in there, your birth certificate, your driver's license, all that kind of thing, that if you go missing, it would help to find you yes. in the case that you go missing. Yeah, that's good information. Worst case scenario. I mean, that's good information even if you're not in a relationship where you may go missing. I mean, who knows? You go to the grocery store at this point in life and next thing you know, you're gone. Yeah, so it's a free template. All you have to do is give them your email address, and you can download it and fill it out. 
I recommend everybody has an I go, If I Go Missing folder. Okay, so the National Domestic Violence Hotline, they can be reached at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 7233-799-7233. They are available 24-7. They operate in over 200 languages. So if English is not your first language, still, you can get help. They will direct you to local resources and help you make a plan. So that's a good number to keep um, just in case. Like we said before, there are several apps that you can get that will disguise as other things just in case this person is going through your phone or whatever. You don't have to worry about it. And... I truly, truly hope that this helps somebody find their strength, that it helps them take their control back and get out of a bad situation. Even if you don't aren't in that situation now, keep it for later use. Who knows when you'll run across somebody who is or in your next relationship. Who knows? It's good information to have just in case you need it for later. It's good information to have and hope you never have to use it. Do you have anything else? Reach out to a family member or a friend or somebody that you trust also. Yes. They probably already know. The chances are they do. If they are even in your life weekly, the chances are that they do already know and they're just waiting, just hoping that you'll ask them for help. All right, well, if there's nothing else, we're gonna close on that. And I don't wanna tell a funny story because this is a serious matter and I think it just needs to be left with what it is. So, and I promise the next episode gonna be way more fun. Y'all have a good week and stay safe.